Welcome back, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. Alright, so on the last episode, um, just to jump in here, I uploaded that episode, but for some reason it did not upload to every uh, every single site. So, you know, there were issues with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I think it uploaded to some, but not all. I've recently moved my um, RSS feed over to a new host, so it's been a little bit of a challenge to line everything up and get everything going, but I finally worked out all the kinks. You should have uh, the newest episode that I recorded probably about a month ago where I reviewed uh, Cocaine Bear, Ant-Man 3, and Scream 6. And talked a little bit about those and about the new format of the show. So if you want to go back and catch up um, to you know where we are now, um, you can go back and listen to that one. Also another announcement. The show, the podcast itself on every site is new. Meaning if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time. Um, and you're listening, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it. Uh, the podcast on a whole new show. Um, all of my shows were uh, created as duplicates. I had to go back and get rid of the first um, iteration of the podcast, which meant I lost, you know, the subscribers I had. I lost, you know, all my data from that show. Unfortunately, it was pretty much the only way I could do it um, to keep the show going. Um, the 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 podcast host site that I was using uh, shut down, and so. I had to move everything over. It's unfortunate, but it's part of it. Um, it's a free show, so you know, no, uh, no worries or complaints. Um, just a little bit of a setback there. I hate that I had to lose the subscribers, but you know that gives me a sort of a, a good, you know, jump-off point here to say, please subscribe to the show. As mentioned in uh, the last episode, I did. You know, things are going to be changing up a little bit here. I'm going to be moving out of the idea of, of uh, reviewing albums. You know, I, I'm I, I, like I said last show, I do attend a lot of concerts. I actually attended one last weekend. And I would like to talk about some stuff like that. And I'm still going to do classic movies, but I also am looking forward to doing, you know, new releases. So really excited about that, about that opportunity you know, a lot of you guys have been great. I had really good subscriber numbers, so you know, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping that you guys will follow and and we'll get some, you know, new people. If you're new to the show, uh, I welcome you here. Um, you know, please follow me, uh, follow me anywhere you you listen, and and I'll uh, get some good shows out for you guys. I know it's been, you know, a little, um, you know. Uh, it's been a little spotty where you know where I get to release episodes, but now I'm sort of I've said this before, but now I'm sort of getting into a better swing of it, and, and you know the quality of movies that have been coming out lately are kind of mediocre, but I have you know found myself 
uh, going and taking in a lot of new movies. So I'm I'm excited to to get to talk about them. And today, um, I'm actually discussing uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I saw this movie uh, today as I'm recording it is Sunday. I saw this movie um, on Friday. And I sort of let it uh, let it sit for the, for the last 48 hours, and you know, really thought about it, and um, and so we'll jump into that. I also want to discuss some Ghostbusters news. So for those of you who are new, you know, I've talked a lot about Ghostbusters and my love for uh, you know the the franchise, my love for the latest installment, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, you know, I've reviewed all all of the movies except for the uh, the remake, uh, which came out in 2016. And so, you know, it's kind of a little bit of an unofficial Ghostbusters podcast as well as just every other movie. Um, you know, I really enjoy that franchise. You'll you'll find me talking more about Star Wars and Ghostbusters and a little bit of Marvel. Um, you know, more in quantity than you might other movies. But I'll still cover everything that I see. Um, you know, again, if you're new to the channel, one thing you're going to quickly learn is that I don't see every single movie. To be honest with you, if I don't have interest in the movie, I just don't go see it. You know, sometimes I can be talked into it. Sometimes, if I see it's getting good reviews, it's getting you know a lot of buzz. I'll and even if I didn't have interest in it, I'll go clear some time out and go see it. You know, just to see what the hype is about. But there are certain franchises, like I've mentioned before, going back, gosh, a couple of years now to when I started, uh, or almost a couple of years, probably about a year and a half. You know, I've mentioned, you know, there are certain franchises I really love, and I may talk about more than others. Ghostbusters is one of those franchises, and we have some news on the new movie. So I'm going to talk about that in the second half of the show. But we'll start here with... Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. I, I saw this, like I said, Friday night. As far as my anticipation for this movie, um, you know, I was I was pretty excited for it. I, I grew up really just like everyone else in my generation. I grew up, you know, playing Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, Super Mario uh, Kart, you know, whatever game they put out. You know, I was into and, you know, playing with, you know, my friends, family, whatever, even up to, you know, playing like on the Nintendo Switch, playing uh, Super Smash Brothers. I mean, I've played a lot of different iterations of Mario going all the way back to, you know, I think like the N64. So, I mean, it's been a, a lifelong sort of, you know, love of mine to play those games you know, and there's a lot of people who are way more into it than I have been throughout my life. You know, I know that a lot of people know way more about it than I do. But I would say I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan of the, the Mario franchise. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that franchise has not spawned a lot in the way of, like, movies. You know, we've had the one, um, notoriously, that came out, I want to say... Let's see, when did the live-action Mario movie come out? Some of you guys, I know, know this off the top of your head. 
I've seen it a few times, but unfortunately I don't. I don't uh, know. Uh, 1993. Okay. So we had the, the live action Super Mario Brothers movie that came out in 93. Um, you know, Bob Hoskins, Dennis Harper. You know, I mean, that movie obviously was not great. Um, I don't think it was absolutely atrocious, but it, it, it wasn't great. I, you know, I remember seeing it as a kid. I remember seeing it. You know, when I got a little older, it's just definitely not a great movie. It was an ambitious movie uh, to begin with, but, you know, unfortunately, that's all we've ever gotten is that movie and then now this one. So it really shocks me that Nintendo hasn't made more of a push, but I think after that movie, the 93 movie, you know, didn't do well and wasn't well received. I think, you know, a lot of times these studios get scared off by that. And, uh, you know, even though they've got a property ripe for something like movies or TV shows, they tend to back off sometimes when you have that kind of response. So I was excited for this movie, like a lot of people. And, you know, I know that there was a lot of controversy around uh, Chris Pratt and, and, you know, him uh, doing the voice of Mario you know, just a lot of people think it wasn't a good choice, could have done better. Me personally, I'm always the type that when people get cast as, you know, in certain roles, even if they don't seem right for it, I always give it a chance. And I'll tell you where that kind of begins for me was Heath Ledger's role in uh, The Dark Knight. Um, you know, a lot of people probably don't remember it's crazy to say this, but there's probably a lot of people who are not even old enough to remember that when they sort of announced that Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker, there was an uproar. I mean, there was a lot of people saying, I'm not seeing this movie. This is a joke. This guy has no business being the Joker. And now you look and, you know, he's going to go down as the most famous Joker in history as, as the most beloved Joker and every Joker that comes out from now until the end of time is going to be compared to Heath Ledger I mean they even went back and retroactively people compare you know how well does Jack Nicholson's Joker hold up to Heath Ledger I mean it's you know he was that iconic in that role but it started out as something that people you know didn't want they, they didn't even want it to happen and because of instances like that, I always sort of hold my reservations and just play, let it play out, see what they give us, and see, you know, how it's done in the movie. So, I've seen the movie. What did I think about it? Well, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think that um, there were times throughout the movie. Uh, specifically as we got late in the sort of the second act of the movie, that I was really thinking, you know, they're speeding along with the pace of this movie. It, it almost might be too fast. I actually, before I went into the theater, looked at the runtime, and I think it was something around like an hour and a half, and I was really shocked by that. You know, not that this movie is some, you know, huge epic like Lord of the Rings or anything like that, but I really thought it would push two hours at least, and, you know, it was only like an hour and a half, somewhere around there, and I was really shocked by that, and I felt like there were some times in the movie that you felt that, you felt that the movie was a little rushed, but then we got into the third act, 
specifically like the last 10 minutes of the movie. And I was really kind of glad that it was at that pace because it started to even itself out and feel right. Um, you know, as I think back, like I said, I've had about 48 hours now. And as I think back to seeing it, I you know, the only real thing I questioned was bringing the... Uh, I'm, okay, so I really haven't spoiled anything yet, but... Just to give you all a heads up, spoiler warning, I don't do non-spoiler reviews on my podcast, so there's always a spoiler warning. I'm always going to get into spoilers. It's in my opinion that if you haven't seen the movie, don't be listening to podcasts about the movie from people who have seen the movie or YouTube videos. I mean, because you need to go in as fresh as you can, watch one or two trailers, and just wait for the movie to come out. So, yeah, full spoiler warning here. Um, I didn't love that the end of the movie kind of took place in the real world where Mario and Luigi started as like real plumbers. I kind of thought the, you know, maybe it should have stayed in, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Um, I thought that was a little odd. Not that it really matters. Um, but it, you know, that was the only choice I was like, hmm. That's interesting that you would bring it into the real world. But um, there was a lot of great stuff about this movie. I thought that the cart race on Rainbow Road uh, was really well done. Really took me back to being a kid and, you know, racing on Rainbow Road in the game. And, um, you know, just the, you know, there was a lot of moments in the movie where, it kind of took the time to make you look like you were watching somebody play the game, one of the games. And uh, I thought that was really well done. I thought that it had the, the musical cues of like music from the video game was really well done. Um, the story was incredibly straightforward. I feel like they kind of did this, um, this switch around with... You know, Luigi being the one who was taken by Bowser and, and Princess Peach and Mario being the ones who um, had to go try to, you know, rescue him. Um, so there's a little bit of a mix up there. Um, but, you know, the, the story for the most part was, was pretty straightforward. You know, nothing incredibly, um, you know, new or fresh there, which it didn't need to be, you know, uh, to achieve its, its goal. But, you know, I really, at the end of the day, like I said, enjoyed the movie, had no um, big issues with it. Um, you know, we can sort of move into the, the, the voice cast here. I thought Jad Black was incredible as Bowser. I thought he did an excellent job as Bowser. There was really no one in this movie that did a bad job. I mean, everybody was good. I didn't feel like it was too... Um, I didn't feel like anybody was leaning too hard into the character. I think the most, um, sort of the most over-the-top performance was definitely Jack Black as Bowser, but it worked. You know, he was really good. Jack Black just killed that role. You know, Chris Pratt was really good as Mario, in my opinion. You know, there was a little bit of a, a joke there with the beginning of the movie with him and Luigi filming a commercial and 
you know, they used sort of the over-the-top voices that you have always heard from Mario and Luigi, and then they make a little joke about it, made a joke about, you know, where the voice is too much, and then he sort of <clears throat> falls into a, you know, a typical, like, Brooklyn, Italian sort of accent, but it's not over-the-top like the, the Mario character in the video games is. And you may not like that. You may you may have wanted them to do that for the whole movie. For me, it didn't bother me. I thought he was perfectly fine. I, I, again, I thought everybody was good. Um, and I enjoyed myself. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if there's much more to say about it other than I had a really good time. Um, you know, I'll probably go back and take, you know, my nephew wants to see it. And a little ashamedly, I just went by myself. Um, probably should have, you know, taken him with me the first time. But, I, you know, I really wanted to just take the movie in for myself to see if it was, you know, any good. And I was in a theater full of kids, full of parents and kids. I was the literally the only adult in the movie theater that did not have a child with me. And let me tell you something. That's not the first time that's happened because I go and see animated movies now and then, and that made me feel a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's part of it when, you, when you're when you just a movie lover. You just go and, and see movies sometimes that may not be targeted for you, although I feel like Super Mario Brothers is targeted for me because my generation is the one who grew up with it. So, uh, really enjoyed the movie. I really did. I, 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 Like I said, I can easily see myself going back and seeing it again. The movie's doing fantastic at the box office. I think it's almost like doubled what they projected it to make so far in the opening weekend. We'll see what kind of drop-off it has next weekend. That's always the telltale sign of a movie, but I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it, and um, you know, fantastic job. I can I can easily see them doing a spinoff of this movie, and doing you know something, maybe with Luigi, uh, maybe something where they introduce uh, Wario. You know, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure at this point Jack Black would be back to voice Bowser because he's sort of been the reigning uh, champion of this movie as far as you know, the fans and, and, you know, who they've enjoyed the most. I think it's pretty much been, been Jack Black. So, um, you know, I could easily see this spinning off into a little bit of a movie franchise here and they're them doing more or possibly doing a show. And I think that I would enjoy that. I think it would be really good. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, I just spoiled a lot for you, but not really. There's a lot more to it, uh, than what I talked about. Um, but, if you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go see it. If you have seen it, you know, maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe you have a completely different outlook on it. As far as my theater and, and the experience that we had, the kids were laughing. The parents were laughing. Everybody seemed to really enjoy themselves. I'll say this. This movie had a, a couple of post credit scenes. You rarely, and at least in my experience, so let me sort of you know, take a step back there and clarify. I rarely see more than any more than three or four people stay for a post credit scene in any movie. Um, I've seen it happen with, uh, Marvel, you know, people will usually, a few people will stick around for Marvel, but for most movies, you don't see people stick around. This is one of the only times I've ever seen a non Marvel movie where almost the entire theater stayed 
for the the post credit scenes. It was kind of amazing to see, honestly. Even though I'm kind of, you know, somewhere in the middle on post credit scenes, and I don't really think every movie needs to have them, but we're sort of in this time now where every movie has them and feels like they have to include them. But it was kind of cool to see all the parents and kids stay. So, you know, that's a good sign that people seem to have really enjoyed the movie and didn't want to leave. And, and uh, you know, so this is a property that I would love to see thrive. And, and so I'm excited for the future of, you know, the Mario Brothers universe. And we'll see what they can, uh, what they can accomplish next. All right. Moving past Mario here. As I promised, let's... Let's take a look at some Ghostbusters news. Now, understandably, some of you are clicking off right now, and that's okay. I would encourage everyone to stick around. Look, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, I will, I'm will. i still a champion for that movie two years later. It was an incredible movie. Yes, it is fan service Yes, it, it has fan service but that's because it was made for the fans of the original movies. And if you haven't seen Ghostbusters 1 or 2, what are you even doing here? Go watch Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and then watch Afterlife. If you want to see the remake, see the remake. I'm not a fan, but some people are. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you want to be a completionist, go watch the real Ghostbusters you know, animated series that I grew up on. A huge fan of that, too. Um... But, I say all that to say this, you know, if you're a big Ghostbusters fan, welcome. Let's talk a little Ghostbusters. So, within the last week, we've had some casting news on the new movie, which is currently slated, still, to release in December of 2023. I've been long vocal that it will not really release in December of 2023. I think that's, I I think even the studio and... Everyone in Sony knows that that movie's not going to release in December of this year. They just haven't made an announcement yet. Ghostbusters Day, um, which if you don't know is, just as the name says, it's Ghostbusters Day, but it's celebrated with kind of a little, you know, festival. I think it's like an invite-only festival on the Sony lot every year. I think it's like in the first week of June, second week of June, somewhere in there. And they always have a, a celebration, and they'll, you know... On years like this, they'll sort of give us some, probably, maybe some kind of a trailer, uh, maybe not a full trailer, but, you know, they'll give us some new information and some new stuff to sort of chew on. I expect that before that celebration this year, before June, I expect that we'll get news that the... um, release date will have been pushed back. That's what I expect. I don't think they'll wait until celebration to announce that because that's that's getting a little close to uh to uh the end of the year. So that's about midway through the year. That's getting a little close for you to make that announcement. So I don't expect that. I expect them to announce it sooner than that. Um that should also be around the time where they're wrapping up filming on the the new movie. So if you don't know they actually began filming <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of weeks ago on the new Ghostbusters, which is, you know, the working title is currently Ghostbusters Firehouse. They're filming um, in London right now as we speak. Um, again, I re- I expect that filming to wrap up 
towards the end of May, first week of June. So it'll be right around Ghostbusters Day and Ghostbusters Celebration, which I assume they're doing. You know, they haven't made any formal announcements about it, but I'm assuming they're they're still going to carry through with Ghostbusters Celebration. Um, and so we should get some good stuff there. But uh, the reason we're talking about Ghostbusters today is we have some casting news for the new movie. And it's very, very interesting casting news because... It's a little controversial. Um, controversial. I have trouble saying that word sometimes. And the news that we have, um, let's see, I'm going to read uh, the report from Deadline, which was, this report was released on March 24th. Um, so, we have four new names that have been added to the cast of uh, you know, the new Ghostbusters movie currently filming. Those names are Kumail Nanjiani, Patton Oswalt, uh, James Ackister, and Emily Allen Lynn. So those four actors, actresses, are, are going to join, um, you know, Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, uh, who, who were obviously in the last movie. They're repri- reprising their roles. Um, and then obviously you'll get, um, you know, you'll get the, uh, the kids back that you had in, in afterlife. Let me make sure I've got everybody's names here. Um, so that we don't get anything wrong. All right. So those four actors, Kamel Nanjiani, Patton Oswalt, James Ackister, and Emily Allen Lim will be joining, like I said, Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Um, Celeste O'Connor and then Ernie Hudson and we assume Dan Aykroyd at this point uh, Logan Kim we don't know on Bill Murray and that's going to be the question up until pretty much the movie releases is, is Bill Murray in this movie I've said it before I'll say it again If it look Bill Murray has proven time and time again throughout his career that if he likes the script of a movie, he'll be in it. If he doesn't like the script, he won't be in it. Now, he may not be in this movie just because he does not want to do another Ghostbusters movie. I'm still floored that he showed up for the last movie, but I think it had a lot to do with Jason Reitman directing Gil Kennan um, sort of co-writing the movie and the fact that it was a love letter to the 1984 movie as well as a love letter to Harold Ramis. And the script was well done. It was a good story, and I think that's why he ultimately showed up. You sort of had everything working in the favor, you know, to help him along in making the decision to come back, albeit for sort of a brief cameo at the end, but still a, a impactful one. And 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 so he may not want to come back just because he doesn't want to do another Ghostbusters movie. But I really do believe that if the script is strong, the story's there, I think you could get him to come back. Now, will it be in a big role? I would never hedge my bet on that. I think that he is very much these days, uh, you know, with a movie like this, he's more of a cameo, small role kind of guy. I could be completely wrong, and that's the thing. We're just not going to know for a long time. Uh, You know, and it could be, kind of like afterlife where you 
basically don't know right up until the movie releases whether or not he's in it because they're never going to tell you you know i know with afterlife it seemed like a week or two before the movie released they released a final trailer and his voice was in it um saying a new line so that's kind of how you knew okay he's in it for sure for sure but um and then you know doing interview and press for the movie he started doing press so you definitely knew he was in the movie but I don't know how that'll play out this time. But I don't want to spend the whole time on on Bill Murray here, but you know, just wanted to get that out of the way. Will he be in the movie? We don't know. But we can all be fairly certain Dan Aykroyd will be in it. We know Ernie Hudson's going to be in it, and then we know all the other cast that I mentioned, they're going to be in it. And these four new actors, like I mentioned, um, have been added. Now, why is it a little bit controversial? Well, here's why it's it's a little bit controversial. It kind of specifically, I think the controversy comes with uh, Kumail Nanjiani. And the reasoning for that is, I'm sure lots of you have seen Eternals. I have seen bits and pieces of it. I've yet to see the full movie. I know that it's not highly regarded. I know that from what I've seen, it didn't look great. I, I didn't really enjoy the parts that I have seen. Um, and there's kind of this, I don't mean to specifically call out Eternals, but there's kind of this, um, aura around Kumail Nanjiani, who I like personally. I like him. Um, I think he's a funny guy. I really do. But there's kind of this stigma around him about being sort of box office poison and and that's super harsh to say it is and i know that and i understand that but you know you look at um you look at the eternals um you can look at uh, a movie like you know i know he was in that movie with dave batista stuber uh, which wasn't incredibly highly regarded i know that he had that role in the obi-wan show and obviously that movie has been controversial i know that he had a role in or i'm sorry that show has been controversial i know that he had a role in like men in black the newer men in black and it was not very well received um as well as some other ones i, I can't really recall you know sort of everything he's been in right now i know that i saw him in like um you know the big sick which is kind of the movie he made about his own life with you know him and his wife and um and i enjoyed that one you know for what it was kind of a a love story a different kind of love story but as i said there's just kind of the stigma around him and i think that worries a lot of people for me personally, I'll go right back to what I said about um, Chris Pratt being cast as Mario. I just make, I hold my re- any reservations that I might initially have at the door, um, and I'll wait to see the movie. As I said, I think that Kumail Nanjiani is a good actor. I think he's funny. Um, I think that, you know, if he's given the right part, which he has said the script is incredibly strong, but, you know, actors say that all the time, so, you, you know, how much can you trust that? 
But I think, again, put in the right position, I think he can be really good. I really do. Now, he's come out and said that he's playing kind of a different character or a character with a different look to him. I forget exactly what he said. Actually, let me pull up that quote um, now so that I can get it accurate. Um, Excuse me here, folks. All right. This is coming from... uh, the movie web uh, article released on April 1st and we'll get the quote from Nanjiani here alright so a couple of quotes here uh, Nanjiani said I can't really say very much about uh, my character except about my uh, appearance is different in it uh, he really does move the world forward quite a bit so that's a couple of interesting lines there you know where he's talking about his appearance is different and he moves the, the world forward quite a bit this really makes me think uh, that he is going to be the villain. I, I really feel that is where this is heading. I could be dead wrong. I know that there's been a picture trending uh, with him, uh, you know, taking a picture taken of him with like these blind highlights, bleach blind highlights. I don't really know if that's what he's talking about as far as just his appearance being different. I think it would have to be a little bit more than that. But I really think that he's going to be the villain. Now, that's just a complete guess. I have no, you know, there's no indication that that that's the case. I have no tips, but that is just complete guess on my part. You know, I remember actually seeing an interview with him a while back where he talked about the fact, you know, he talked about movie roles he's taken and he's gotten to play. And he talked about the fact that he's always kind of wanted to play a bad guy. But that there's kind of this stigma around casting somebody like him as the bad guy because he's not white. He's, you know, of course, he's of uh, Indian descent and, you know, to cast, I think he's like Pakistani, and to cast somebody who like him, who's not white and doesn't, you know, he he sort of, you know, <clears throat> in this world of identity politics, you know, you you don't, nobody wants to be the person to cast, you know, somebody who's like him, who's a not a not a white man as, you know, a villain because you don't want to portray you know, certain races or genders or whatever. You don't want to portray them as the bad guy, Um, which I agree with. I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are not white who could play really good villains. You know, I look right now, and I I know I've spoken about this before, but, you know, you look at um, Jonathan Majors, and let's – I know there's a little bit of controversy surrounding him right now, but let's sort of push that aside for a minute – I think he's done a really good job as Kang. I just think that they haven't done that character much service so far in the MCU, which if you go back and listen to my review of Ant-Man, you can kind of hear a little bit about that. But um, I think he's done a fantastic job. I mean, there's plenty, and that's just the most recent one I can think of. So I I agree that I would love to see, you know, Kamel get sort of that shot to be a bad guy. Again, he may not... The only thing with him being the bad guy is is that he's a comedian. And so will they make the the villain super comedic? Because I think that kind of doesn't work as much in Ghostbusters. I think like the villain's got to be kind of serious. And 
you know, it's the comedy around the situation and, and you know, the, the characters who have normally portrayed the Ghostbusters having that comedy background. And that's usually what's made the, the sort of the ebb and flow work really well. So, who knows? He may be joining this movie and not be comedic at all. May He may just be playing a true villain. And, and I would love to see that, personally, you know. And so, we'll see. Again, I have absolutely no um, indication that, you know, that's where we're headed. But as far as his part in the movie, you know, I know that, um, I know that again, it's controversial because of the reasons I mentioned. But again, I'm a wait and see kind of guy. He goes on to further say, uh, you know, just to add this extra quote, you know, he, in this same article, he goes on to say that. You know, the first Ghostbusters was my first favorite movie. I watched it over and over and over. Truly, I remember my cousin telling me about the movie before I'd seen it and was like, wait, it's horror and it's comedy in the same movie. I couldn't believe it. It felt like it was made for me. And that's always cool to see somebody who is a fan sort of get this kind of opportunity. It sort of almost gives us a chance to live our fandom out through somebody else because, you know, I think that anytime you're a fan of a franchise, you kind of have those thoughts from time to time of like, man, what if I could get a role in that? That would be awesome. And so it is cool. I will say not to, you know, be negative, super negative about it. That never really means that, you know, the movie is going to be good or that person's going to be good in, in their role that they're given. Um, but it, just for their sake, it is cool to see, you know, situations like that where somebody's getting sort of a dream role. Um, you know, Paul Rudd made sort of similar, uh, you know, similar uh, comments when he was cast in, in Afterlife. So that's always cool to see. Patton Oswalt, um, he sort of already has a history with Ghostbusters. For those of you who don't know, there was a VR game that came out in 2016 i think it was around the time that the uh the remake uh came out and he played the voice of moogly in the vr game for those of you who don't know moogly is the ghost in the in the no ghost logo the ghostbusters logo the name of that the official name of that ghost in the logo is name is moogly and he played uh the voice of moogly just kind of being a tour guide through the game uh, so he he sort of already has, um, you know that that history with with working with with Sony a little bit on in this franchise. As far as what he's going to play, I have no idea. If I would if I had to guess, I would almost say that he's going to be, um, a ghost. He's going to be the voice of a ghost. But at the same time, would they make that? kind of casting announcement just for something like that i don't know you know it's hard for me to say i don't think he's going to be a ghostbuster and i'll tell you why um you know with like the original ghostbusters they're older guys and that's the biggest reason why they're passing the torch they're older they're not getting any younger um and when you look at somebody like Patton oswald i mean the man is 54 years old so he's not exactly a spring chicken either. That's not to say that he can't do it or that he that's not what they're using him for. I just don't know that I see him being a Ghostbuster. Um, 
could eat my words. Maybe he's a Ghostbuster. Maybe he's great. But I just don't know that that's what they're doing. And, you know, who knows? He could be playing the villain. So that's the thing. We literally do not know. I don't think that you'll have to wait until the release of the movie to know at least where some of these pieces are going to fall. I think trailers will give you a little bit of of an indication. So, excuse me. So, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. And then the last two that I mentioned, uh, James Agaster and uh, Emily Allen Lind. Now, I've got to admit, I'm not extremely familiar with these... um, this actor and this actress. I know that from from, from what little I've seen, James Axter is a, a comedian uh, uh, from, I think he's a, a British comedian and has his own podcast. So I'm not as familiar with him. Emily Allen Lind, I've, I think the only thing I've seen her in is um, uh, The Babysitter, which was like a Netflix comedy horror movie. Um, as far as what part either of those, you know, actors, actresses will play, I have no, I mean, there's, I have no idea. Like I said, Akastra could be playing the villain. Emily Allen Lynn could be playing the villain. I mean, we don't know who's who. None of these people could be playing the villain. They could all be just random characters and, and we won't know who the villain is. That's just me speculating. You know, the one thing that we know the least about in this movie is who would be a villain and who would play that villain. So that's just kind of me, you know, speculating on that part. But we don't know. We don't know anything. I personally don't see much wrong with this casting um, news. I I think that, again, uh, you could... Look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. With the 2016 remake of Ghostbusters, I wasn't thrilled about the concept of a remake. I don't really like remakes. When they announced the cast, you know, those were four women that I've seen on Saturday Night Live. I've seen some of their films at that point, and I thought they were funny and, and, and you know, had potential. And so while everyone else was burning the world down angry over this i wasn't incredibly happy about it being a remake and sort of throwing away the the lore that we had come to know so well over the years of of the original universe but at the same time i was like you know these are four women that i've seen be funny before so you know i'm gonna give this movie a chance even after the trailer came out that was not good or you know all the trailers that followed it, I you know, none of them looked very good, but I still gave the movie a chance. And then I thought the, like I've said before, I thought that those women were done a disservice with the story, with the script. I think they were kind of screwed. And, and so you could have something like that here where, you know, maybe the actors don't do a great job or maybe they're not given a very good story to work with. I doubt it. I really think that you're going to see a lot of love and care put into this as you did with Afterlife. I think Jason Reitman, and Gil Kennan uh, are, you know, keeping everything close to the vest. I think they're working hard and, you know, they've worked hard at writing this movie and they wanted to make sure they, they're doing something, you know, that's worthy of being put up on the screen and, and not just something that's mass produced, you know, just to say that you're putting out another movie in the franchise. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of momentum, you know, behind this project and behind you know, what is currently going on with Ghostbusters. And so 
I'm willing to bet as we sit here today that you know if these uh you know if these people were cast there was a good reason for it they were chosen to do it and you know at this point I trust Jason Rotman and I trust Gil Cannon and I will do that until they give me a reason not to trust them and I think that a lot of Ghostbusters fans even some of you are, who might be listening I think that I think that we all need to take a step back and just keep that in mind <clears throat> if you didn't like Afterlife I don't know that you need to keep watching, you know, anything that this franchise puts out because I think that that's very much the direction Ghostbusters is going in. It's going to be made for the fans of the original. Um, it's going to be made for not only the fans of the comedy because that's where we get caught up. Not just the fans of the comedy, but for the fans of the lore and for the story and for the characters. It's not all about the laughs when it comes to Ghostbusters. We've talked about that before. Again, go back and listen to my, you know, podcast on the original movie or the sequel or Afterlife if you want to, you know, hear more of what I had to say about that and about how, you know, I think that Ghostbusters gets a, a misinterpretation from a lot of movie of just being a comedy. And, you know, there's a lot of mythology there. It's fake mythology, but a lot of mythology lore. You know, they didn't make a 140-plus episode of a kid's, you know, TV series centered around this because it was just a comedy, you know, or a comic book series or video games. They didn't make all that just because Ghostbusters worked as a comedy. It works on many different levels, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see what um, Jason Reitman and, and Gil Kennan and, you know, the people over at Sony, I'm excited to see what they'll they'll give us next. So... Anytime we have more news announced, I'll sort of jump back in here and we'll talk more Ghostbusters and, and I'm excited about it. And as we lead into the movie, you know, we'll ramp up and, and, and really get into it. I'm not going to talk about like leaks and rumors and stuff like that probably just because I, I don't really like doing that stuff. Again, I like to be fresh, but you know, we'll still talk some news here and there. So I'm excited for that. All right, guys. Um... The next movie I'm planning on seeing this next weekend or sometime throughout this week is the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I've failed to see so far, but I'm really excited to see. And so uh, I'll review that on the channel. Really looking forward to it. And so if you're interested in that, come back. You know, like I said, give us a follow. Keep a uh, you know keep an eye on you know what we release and what we talk about, and and uh, you know hopefully you can find some some stuff you love and and what i'm i'm talking about here and what we're doing and and you know i'm excited about it and i'm excited to to bring you the next movie and so listen um again thanks for sticking with me thanks for uh you know all the support i've gotten so far thanks for um you know thanks for everything and and hopefully we can you know continue to talk about good movies great movies even some not so great movies but there's still entertainment and talking about it so until next time guys it's been ticket stubs and cassette tapes i'm andy and have a good day